you to, you're, you're funny. <laughs> I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. You know, I just want to say a few things here. Learn to live alongside cringe. Put simply. Just limit it to what we have seen. What are you? This is the Brian Suits Show. I am Brian Suits here. Uh, our long national nightmare, Greg takes family on extended five-day vacation, is still on. A fully functional producer, Rob, in today. Uh, you know me a little. Been, been a while since, uh, since I've seen you. Quite a while, buddy. Good, How are you doing? Good to see you. Um, and we, we just had a, a, a very inappropriate uh, off-air conversation, and I can't even uh, bring up the uh, subject matter. Uh, well, things that will answer today, why do dogs wag their tails? The answer may surprise you. Number three will blow you away. Um, and no, that is not Taylor Swift porn you're looking at. It is 90% with 90% confidence. It's a deep fake. It's an AI uh, fake. However, there's a 10% chance. <laughs> That it's real. Uh, anyway, it was, I didn't even hear about this because they were taken off Twitter. We can't have nice things. Uh, so all that, we'll, we'll get to it. And, uh, I, okay, there's video of a guy falling out of a fifth-story window in Seattle. It was posted on Wednesday, right, the 24th. Yeah. It's a dry 26th, but don't get used to it, folks, because we have an atmospheric river. And it's going to be warm rain. Uh, through the weekend and through uh, whatever. Um, I have short ribs. I was marinating them so well since Monday for the uh, the Lions beating the Niners on Sunday, right? They looked so good yesterday. I said, oh, screw it. I just fired up the air fryer and just ate them. And they, I was right. <laughs> I was absolutely correct uh, on that. They they were terrific. And uh, don't forget the garlic powder. That's a, a often a... Overlooked but crucial, crucial bit to a marinade, um, by the way, or a brine, uh, by the way. And, and you know, it's no sin just sprinkling it right on the way into uh, the the broiler or the air fryer, the roaster, whatever heat method you choose. Uh, but, yeah, don't forget to uh, scrimp, I mean, to uh, uh, go liberal on, on that uh, – Garlic powder. Um, also, things we're going to get to locally, the House Bill 1227's uh, author, uh, Lillian uh, Ortiz Self, uh, her uh, press flack. I, I did my due diligence yesterday. Um, you, you wonder, well, you know, whenever whenever I say, you know, I left, I left a message with this uh, Governor Inslee and he didn't get back. It's because I know I'd be lying if I didn't actually do that. I also know it's a waste of their time and mine because they're never going to call back. But with, but I saw on Channel 13, the author of House Bill 1227. Uh, this, by the way, is the, where's the name of it? Got to get the name right because it has a sexy name. The Keeping Families Together Act, and which you can rename it, uh, Giving Newborns to Their Fentanyl Addict Dad. Uh, the story that led to... A uh, three-week-old infant being given back, uh, Otis uh, Sanderson, uh, being given back to uh, his fentanyl addict dad who faked a urinalysis to get the kid back for the the state money. Um, And then when police came looking for the kid, uh, well, he had died. Unexplainedly, he had died. And so uh, our fentanyl addict in Port Townsend got so panicked, he hid the baby's body in a car seat in a bush at a park that he lived in in Port Townsend. So anyway, uh, you can come up with an alternate name for it if you want. I just wanted to talk to 
the the person who is the uh, sponsor of the bill, the intent of the bill was to reduce removals of children from abusive uh, homes. So for a bureaucracy like the DCYF, victory is n- not protecting kids. It's reducing removals, which in, in many, many cases, believe it or not, in many cases, they're entirely justified. <clears throat> but they, they changed the goalposts to reduce removals, right? So her, she maintains there was no change in the law. They have a way different reading of, of her, her best intentions. So I got a call back from, uh, from uh, her communications person uh, up in Everett. And I said, can I, I don't want to use that, someone else's audio. I mean, I will, and, you know, I frequently do and the whole thing. But I'd like to have a live interview. She's available. And so when she called back, she said, okay, 7.30 Friday morning, or you can Zoom tape it at 12.30. And I went, well, I don't Zoom tape. You know, I I, I don't, I don't tape. What Um, is that? What is Zoom tape? I mean, record a Zoom interview, which is what Q13 did. Okay. And... I mean, on the one hand, I get to edit it any way I want, but on the other hand, that's a bit dishonest. I would rather, you know, have it live. And and I said, look, I'm going to extend you the courtesy of being blunt. I'll tell you what I want to ask, but I want to ask the same questions that Q13 had because I want to hear if I get the same answers because if I get the same answers, I have some follow-ups. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, there was a lot of hemming and hawing. And the decision was that actually 7.30 this morning is a no-go, but Friday at 12.30 taping on Zoom. And I'm like, look, Friday at 12.30, I can be in Olympia with a handheld recording device, okay? Or, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I live closer to Olympia than I do to, say, Kamloops or whatever. You know, I, I can be in Olympia by 10.30 in the morning with a recording device. No, sorry. It has to be taped. Um, no in person, no live. So I think they are circling the wagons. And so I'm my interest in, I, I found my curiosity in what the Congress or the assembly person was going to say had largely been satisfied uh, at that point. Um, uh, because uh, the, the law was substantially changed. You, 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 you put a thumb on that scale because it was pretty simple. Imminent physical abuse. And, and drug addict parents are an imminent physical abuse. That's what Oregon says. That's what Idaho says. Even California says the drug use in a house with a 10-year-old is child abuse. Full stop. Full, double full stop. Okay, so there's there's that. And so now that you said that's not a criteria, because that's what the law says, don't be separating people uh, because of income, uh, or or drug use. That's insane. That's that's insane. Um, and and uh, uh, you know it's like it's like saying, well, a uh, cokehead playing with a loaded gun. Well, okay, but the gun never actually went off. But, okay, well, sorry, but that's an abusive uh, household for a kid. Take the kid out, or take or remove the the adult, you know, or whatever. But uh, anyway, so that that's your your. Um, uh, your sausage factory behind the scenes of what's not going to happen at uh, 7.30 uh, today. And uh, locally, uh, yeah, Alaska, well, uh, not real happy with uh, their stock price. Here's their stock price. Let's check in. Wait. Did I do that right? I didn't do Why I didn't do that right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, 
uh, not real happy with their stock price, uh, as as seen here. Yeah, it's very clever. And so um, they want it from Boeing, which is the reason that their stock price uh, has cratered. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. Um, Thirty-seven forty-two. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do it again. Now, now you're making me do it again. So there, there you go. Cheap trick. Sorry about that. Sorry, Alaska. It was, it was there. It was just hanging. <laughs> um, uh, but I know what you're all saying. You're saying, yeah, but Brian, why do dogs wag their tails? You'll, you'll have to wait for that. Explicit Taylor Swift deep fake images elude safeguards um, and the swamp social media. Fake sexually explicit images of Taylor Swift, likely generated by artificial intelligence, spread rapidly across social media platforms this week. Disturbing fans who saw them and reigniting calls from lawmakers. To protect women and crack down uh-huh, uh, on the platforms and technology that spread such images. Well, I also did some due diligence down that road. And let me tell you this. They're disturbingly realistic for the first seven to eight minutes. And, uh, boy, then they get real fake. I was going to say disturbing? Yeah. I, it's, I it's just crazy. What, and that's what's, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like the, the fake Biden robocall from New Hampshire um, that's getting very serious uh, attention, uh, by the way, and uh, as it should. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as realistic as it should be. But here's the thing that you, the parent, need to know: <clears throat> if your kid has m- more than twenty seconds of clean audio on their TikTok. On the Instagram, on Facebook, if, they, if if somebody can grab more than 20 seconds of your kid's recent audio, okay, then they can be faked. It can, uh, the phone call can be faked like the Biden phone call was faked. I mean, when you have material like this. My professor, uh, uh, well. He's reading a, a teleprompter, by the way, and the, word, the, the password is predecessor, predecessor. My professor, uh. Yeah, well, I won't get to my professor. <laughs> well, look, my predecessor, though. There, there you go. Good backstroke on that one. Um, and anyway, it was it was a bad year. I mean, pardon part me. Yesterday, yesterday was a uh, a bad day for uh, mumbling. And, and remember, it was it was the Trump administration that originated the infrastructure week joke. You know, Trump kept saying infrastructure this and infrastructure that. And then it became a running joke that is it infrastructure week yet or is infrastructure week over or whatever. But anyway, so anyway, it was a pretty memed up uh, Trump centric joke. And so if you get the joke, at least say the joke correctly or something. He talked about infrastructure every week when, for four years. He's going to increase the infra- infrastructure week. Well, <laughs> We have infrastructure year. Well delivered. Well delivered. Well done. All right. There you go. Um, and you know what? I'm bearing the lead because we do have a uh, wrap up the week morning montage. And it goes a little something like this. Girl, we want a there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know they do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. We have infrastructure year. The state of Israel shall take all measures within its power 
to prevent and punish. From the river to the sea, Palestine needs to be free from the occupation, that, which is, is illegal. What's the river? Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot the river's That he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is... Uh... That's why our new slogan is, Alaska Airlines, you didn't die and you got a cool story. Featuring the suspense music, I did. I did find it. Um, so uh, yeah, there is a political quandary going on right now, and it's something that uh, we we talked about uh, two weeks ago. That be careful what you wish for, because it might come true. The re- the border issue is the number one issue for American for upcoming voters in Maine, in North Dakota. In Michigan and Pennsylvania and in states as far away as you can get in the continental United States from the border because of Greg Abbott, because Greg Abbott has made this issue an issue. Now, now he's he's doubled down and he's done this brilliant thing where he's pointed out that the uh, White House has not done its job uh, in protecting the U.S. border. And so, therefore, he has to invoke the U.S. Constitution. Now he gets these governors that are signing on. Uh, you know, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, all Republican governors are signing on to this. And they're all saying, and this is totally legal, You, if you need help, call us and uh, we'll send our guard down there. Because a, 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 the governor of Idaho can take a battalion or a squadron of the 116th Cav and he can put them on buses or convoy them down to Texas. And they can be on state active duty time. They can be paid as state employees and the Pentagon doesn't get to say boo about it. If the Pentagon now this thing that you're hearing about Democratic congressmen are saying call well call up that Texas guard and get them off the border, well you better do something with them. You better have a job for about fifty five thousand Texans that is worth taking them away from uh, what what they're doing right now, or else Abbott will just send another unit down there. Um, and what what they're doing in in uh, Texas uh, is not taking anyone away from their job. What they're doing is what governors will do in Oregon and California and Washington, where if there is state work to do in, in the Guard, and they'll put up an email, and they'll say, hey, if you're between jobs or you're just flat out unemployed or whatever, uh, you can volunteer for the uh, airport security detail or counter-drug or whatever, right? That's how you do it because it's a big imposition. Many radio listeners say uh, when you're called up by the Guard and you disappear for two years— and so uh, I don't know what I know about that. But anyway, that's as it turns out, that's what that's like. So um, what he's doing is getting tremendous popular support. But the quandary is this. The White House is planting this message that, oh, hey, there's a bill. And it's, you know, you're never going to get a better deal. They, they said that yesterday. You're never going to. This is it. This is the best deal ever. But you can't find it. I can't find the text of the bill. And now they have found some anti-Trump Republicans to come out and um, and and push that that narrative. Um, and so it, it would appear that the American people are absolutely upset. Thank, thanks to what Greg Abbott's done, and they're seeing from coast to coast, you know, the the cost of what happens at the border and an unfettered uh, fentanyl coming across across the border, you know, et cetera, and that there's a solution at least to begin stopping the leaking, right? And But Trump has called Republicans and said, no, no, I need that uh, campaign issue in uh, October, you know? Um, now, here's the thing. You can, on the one hand, you can pass it 
and take the victory lap. Problem is, if you pass it, and this this is what ha, this is uh, what 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 turns up my my antenna. Why is Mitt Romney saying this out loud? Um, because they're trying to make it sound as if Trump is cynically turning this issue into into a political issue. Well, he is. Welcome to politics. Okay, so I want this problem solved. The whole thing. But this is part of the problem. This is part of, you know, watching what you wish for, because this is a great campaign issue and it makes Biden look clownish. And that's the thing is, yeah, you can impeach Mayorkas. That's going to be interesting for a week. But it's not like he's the problem. He's just the the grinning clown face of the problem. Uh, so now it's gone to another level. So now um, it, is this going to split uh Trump fans or whatever, if if the White House now successfully puts this on Trump, it'll be because of people that hate Trump anyway, such as your Mitt Romney and Senator Tillis from Oklahoma. Another here's a quick little montage. I don't know how a bill becomes law. Go back to Schoolhouse Rock. If we don't take the opportunity now, there will be zero Democrat votes for exactly the same policy beginning next year. It is immoral for me to think you look the other way because you think this is the linchpin for President Trump to win. I do not. Okay, excellent points all, and he does have a point, that right now you have the votes that, that would pass this bill, but you lost the Senate. You lost a chance at the Senate um, because of Dr. Oz and Herschel blip, Blipping Walker, okay, because you, you nominated and endorsed two people who just were unelectable, one a, one a carpetbagger and one a teabagger or whatever. I don't know, Herschel was just dumb. Uh, football legend, Heisman Trophy winner, dumb guy. Dumb guy that didn't fumble and is probably one half of the greatest trade of all time. Okay, so that's why there's no Senate, because the GOP screwed up 2022, and the landslide never happened. And so that, you know, what, what does that mean? Is there some uh, tipping point where the GOP has the Senate next year? There is not. Uh, in fact, with a five-vote majority, now that we're now that we're fresh out of George Santos, um, chances are the Congress is gone too. And so Trump, instead of having a one-party state like he did in 2020 um, or 2021, it, there's a possibility he'll have a Democratic Cong whole Congress now. And so the the um, uh, the burden hand, as it were, that uh, Mitt Romney's going to tell you about uh, here. I just want to read it, but it's, but but hearing all of the Democrats and and DNC TV this morning and CNN, they all just they can't believe it and they're blaming it on Trump. That makes me wonder. Well, what's in the bill that these guys are voting for? I want to be a part of, of history that fails uh, fails democracy, and that's a failure if we don't find a way to fund Ukraine and Israel. And keep in mind, it's it's two things. It's, it's border plus fund Israel. Uh, fund Ukraine. I think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. The American people are suffering. And here's the thing. As a brand guy, if I was Trump's brand guy, I'd say uh, Truth Social him again, hotline him, call him and say support it because Trump said so. Because And then you can take the credit. And then take the credit. Take presidential credit. 
uh, before the election, uh, because otherwise uh, this guy is going to is going to take the credit. My professor. Uh, well, I won't get into my professor. OK. Um, and so just do what they don't expect you to do. Just just say, yeah, um, pass it. Slam dunk it today before close of business on Friday. Um, and then Trump can also tell the the the, the far right Trump people and the Tucker Carlson's and the rest of them. Um, sorry, uh, Ukraine is a battle for democracy, and I'm sorry it doesn't look like Kansas or Belgium, but it's far more of a European country than Putin's Russia ever will be. So anyway, I'm just saying that's one thing you could do. Hey, uh, a show of hands, uh, is Israel doing genocide or not? By 16 votes to one. The state of Israel shall take all measures within its power. Well, it was a 17 to 0. No, they were not. However, uh, they should not prevent the... Uh, it was a stupid case to begin with. And it's not like Israel uh, came to a stop to see how the International Court of Justice uh, voted. But but what about the geniuses that are uh, out shutting down Sundance or I-5 for Palestine? We're taking a live look at our state capitol building in Olympia tonight. Well, no, we're not. Um, and wait, I clicked the wrong thing. ...made its way to Sundance Film Festival, where people are calling for a ceasefire now, which is exactly what we had on October 6th in July. So as it turned out, hate, anti-Semitism made its way to Sundance Film Festival. And she does what uh, I should have done. She interviews people with pretty easy questions that you should know. If you're going to go out and shut down I-5, put your life at risk or, or inconvenience people, like what river, what sea? And the answers may surprise you or not. Uh, back in second AM Sun Sunday, KTTH. Seven seventy KTTH. I put it. I put it to Twitter. I did a Twitter poll. Yes, my producer, fill-in, fully functional producer, fill-in producer uh, Rob uh, is here. I put it. Uh, put up a Twitter poll yesterday when I was at the decision point. By the way, more on the uh, Donald Trump Jedi mind trick. Let me see your identification. You don't need to. Just, you don't see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. Anyway, I'll fix that, and it'll be funnier. Um. The, it, it was, do I stay up till 9? Because Masters of the Air debuted at midnight East Coast on the Apple TV. Do I stay up till 9 and watch it and totally disrupt my sleep schedule? Or do I dose some tryptophan earlier, like at 5, go to bed and get up early, get up at, at, at midnight or 1 and start watching it? And it was it was literally fit, like 380 votes. And I did a one-hour uh, Twitter poll. 380 votes in one hour, and it winds up 50-50. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. Couldn't so. you have done it at 2 p.m., though, or something in the afternoon? Uh, but I have to But I have to be first on the air with my review of Masters of the Air without any clips of it, by the gotcha. way. Gotcha. Um, and so that's what uh, this is. And so, um, okay, I'm half an hour into it, okay? And first of all, I'm driving around with a book because I let someone borrow my copy. My copy took me five months to read the thing, and it's phenomenal. Um, it's a tome. It's about the American air war in Europe. Um, and I, I wind up with post-it notes and dog ears and highlights. So it was just such a good book. 
And the guy that wrote it is a Twitter friend, John Orloff. Uh, he wrote the pilot, which I still think is the best episode of Band of Band Brothers. He wrote the pilot, the episode one of Band of Brothers, um, in, including uh, in his screenplay the clips of the veterans, the old guys. You know, it opens up with the old guys saying, uh, describing what Sunday, December seventh was like. Um, right. uh, you know, why they joined up in the whole thing. <clears throat> then he did episode, f I want to say four, the which I think is the weakest episode of Band of Brothers, the one with Private Blythe getting the hysterical blindness. And it, everyone's seen Band of Brothers, right? I mean, it's a very, especially on a conservative station, and it's a very common cultural touchstone. Um, if you've never seen Band of Brothers, pull over and punch yourself and then turn around, call in sick. And go home and watch it. Might be the best thing ever. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it, it, I mean, I I have a folksy anecdote about the timing of it, and its importance culturally, um, and uh, and 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 others. But anyway, but I'm going to stay on topic, um, because uh, this is a review of uh, uh, Masters of the Air, and I think I fixed it. Did I fix Let it? me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identity. All right, there we go. That's Jedi, Jedi mind trick. Okay, so, uh, <clears throat> um, so far in the first half hour, because keeping in mind, I I know the story the, of, of what he had to work with. The point is the, the the that episode with the one GI who was kind of spaced out by D Day. He overdid it. And it's not the real not he left out a bunch of great true story about that particular individual who winds up a Korean war hero and a lieutenant colonel and all this. And so anyway, so he has a track record of sort of spotty stuff. Um, but I, I can endorse uh, that episode one one and and yes, David Schwimmer is very good in Band of Brothers because you meet people like him that are in the military for the wrong reason. They're martinets and uh, that was uh, it was a very good. Uh, adaptation of the book and everything, and, and Band of Brothers is, is excellent. Um, so that being said, okay, the special effects, which are not the point, are are exceptional. They're extraordinary. But the story that he's telling, unless it gets way better, unless there's like some flashback episodes, where the story of sending young men, and what's the one the one thing that the the, the series gets right is. There were 22-year-old majors, and there were 24-year-old lieutenant colonels. That's how expanding the Air Corps worked. You know, somebody had to command the bomb group, and, okay, who's the, who's the who's the your most senior pilot? Well, he's 26. Well, he's a colonel now. That's how that worked. That's how World War II worked for the United States. We, we had ample warning. We had two and a half years uh, to sit around and watch other people fight the war, we did expand because we were building Britain's aircraft, Canada's aircraft, et cetera. And we, uh, after World War II was joined, um, and e even before World War II, FDR had said, we need to build 50,000 aeroplanes, flying machines, iron birds per year. And people thought he was crazy. And then later on, they realized he was not crazy. He knew what was up. Uh, Herman Goering thought he was crazy. Well, joke's on you, fatty. Um, well, so so anyway, it, <laughs> it gets that right. It, it gets, you know, 24-year-old majors and... Bus boys. And all that. But they weren't all male models and stuff. And and they, they don't look pensively off to the sunset and all that. 
And the, the one thing that my story would emphasize is that most people don't know that that is a, a fact of World War II. If you, if you ask your grandpa, your Marine veteran grandpa, what service had more casualties? <clears throat> the United States Marine Corps at sea level in the entire Pacific from December 1941 to uh, August 1945, or just the 8th Air Force higher than 20,000 feet over Europe? The answer is... The Air Force guys, the 8th Air Force lost more people above 20,000 feet over Europe than the entire Marine Corps in all of World War II. I know, brr, that's that sounds like a Jedi mind trick or, or something. There. Let me see your identification. Yeah, okay, anyway, and he doesn't, he changes his mind. The entire um, Marine Corps, may I ask? Yeah, the Marine Corps didn't, they couldn't find Europe on a map. <laughs> they were they were not in on that. They were guarding the London Embassy. Okay, that, that was their gig in Europe. They didn't have a PC Europe. They were uh, just like, the, the Navy was really... A little orient, a little little disoriented by uh, pending business with Japan, and <clears throat> so was the Marine Corps. Uh, and for the record, there are far more Army casualties in the Pacific than the Marine Corps. But the Army doesn't have the PR uh, system that the Marine Corps does, and that's why there's this impression that the, the Marines did all the fighting and dying in the Pacific. Well, numbers say no, but that's a story that needs to be told because when you see the scale. Of what was happening over Europe, it's pretty astounding. And some of the drama was happening at the Churchill to FDR level on the phone. Um, and I mean, you know, really, truly, it wasn't all, you know, pensive male models flying B-17s in, in an awesome leather jackets and stuff. A lot of it was generals in London at a table, the Americans on one side, the Brits on the other. Um, and the Brits saying, no, we bombed Germany. And, I mean, it, it it got to a fever pitch at the end of the war. I mean, to the point where the reality of what was going on was very uncomfortable for many Americans and the whole thing. But anyway, I, I recommend you watch it until I don't. I'm like, I mean, I was kind of preoccupied by coming to work this morning, so I gave it half an hour. And then here's the other thing. The other phenomena that I've identified with this, and this goes Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, which is excellent, but The Pacific, uh, Greyhound, the Hanks movie. It's the Spielberg Hanksization of World War II. It's this oddly fetishized, uh, filtered view of the World War II generation as if that war, everyone just clutched their chest and said mother and fell harmlessly to the ground or whatever. The real story, the true story is grittier um, and it has more to do with a nation that feels like it's up against a wall and a nation that is not going to stop and do a DEI PowerPoint in the middle of the Battle of the Bulge, uh, a, a nation that was fighting for survival. And and that's just the British. We were not fighting for survival, but nevertheless, going from a standing start to what we did to to dominant sole world superpower was astounding. It's, a, it's an astounding logistical story that only America could have done 80 years later. We are still the dominant sole superpower, but we're trying. We're our own worst enemy. Saying, you know, get off that range. Don't practice war fighting, guys. Get, you're late for the DEI PowerPoint. We got to check the box for 2024. It's crazy. So seeing seeing that. Uh, speaking of uh, American military prowess. 
Because the saddest part, by the way, about that <clears throat> is right now, you know, we're an all-volunteer force. I've never been in a conscript force. I can't imagine that. However, I can't imagine um, a national emergency like Nazi Germany. Yeah, and you would all feel like you're all in on... There, no one's wondering, well, what the heck are we doing over Wilhelmshaven? No one's saying that. Um, and no one's crying for who's at the other end of the bombs. Okay, that's that's Steven Spielberg in uh, on the ground or so no one no one did that um that's why we bombed german civilians because when they left the house they went and made tiger tanks you know and so and and you, you know the casting director uh he has a stack of, of folders you know obviously everyone wants to be in a tom hanks uh, miniseries right you know who you know who you turn first the one named Walker Spielberg. Yep, yep. Steven Spielberg's not only his thumbprints are all over this, but his own son. Uh, back in the second AM Sun Sunday, KTTH. All right, I'll just play one more time. Let me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. So I want the problems at the border solved as well. Um, I don't like the idea of uh, Trump having influence. So, on the one hand, using it as a campaign issue, and then on the other hand, telling senators and congressmen uh, not to vote on it or, or the issue will be gone. I'm but here's the Jedi mind trick that he gets to uh, to employ, and then really, Mr. Governor, that tried to oppose that, and is sitting there. Oh, so that's uh, wait, sorry, wrong idiot. That's uh, that's Newsom. Listen, I, I don't want to be on the side of Mitt Romney on 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 this, and because uh, I'm I'm not appalled. I understand infrastructure year. Uh, wait, where is it? Okay, uh, because I get how it, when you get a, a when you get a something that drives donations. And is a campaign issue. You don't let it go. I don't know how. So I mean, this this I get. To for uh, Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. The American. Okay, well, I'm not appalled by it, and and in the, the fact that he claims to be, but and he's not either. By the way, he that, that's how a guy from Massachusetts comes out to Utah and becomes a senator because uh, because he loves the message of the day. Here, here is what I would be telling the Trump people today: um, Trump, before close of business today, he needs to say on True Social and make the phone calls and instruct uh, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the the other MAGA uh, far right to immediately announce that they will pass the bill and the Senate. Um, instruct anyone who's holding back because you, th you think you're not going to be my secretary of state or whatever. Everyone, you're authorized to vote yes on that bill. we got to get what we can get because we're not going to have a majority next year when I'm president. Vote yes on that bill. And you watch every Democratic congressperson turn to a no. They're a yes right now for a reason. That's why I smell a rat. If he gets on and he puts his thumbprint on it and says, I, Donald J. Trump, the probably the best Donald J. Trump ever, Donald, Donald J. Trump, um, hereby instruct anyone who loves America to protect our border, 
Greg Abbott is going to be my secretary of state, and I will lay my hands on him, and he'll walk, and he can cast away the wheelchair, the whole thing, probably the best wheelchair ever. And you watch. Do you want to see naked politics? He should endorse this today and say, I can't wait till November um, or when I am inaugurated in January of 2025. The country is fentanyling itself to death, and you vote yes on this bill. Let's get it. Let's get it signed. And and don't uh, don't let Biden take a victory lap because his Congress will go from yes to no once they know that Trump wants it. And then who looks like a Trump? They do. The answer, boom. So there you go. <clears throat> um, uh, so the International Criminal uh, Court of Justice, uh, the, they 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 say the highest court of the UN. It has no authority. So I mean I mean a court has. Uh, has recourse horses for courses, uh, right? Uh, they 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 don't have any authority. the The WTO has more authority. The World Health Organization has more authority than the International Criminal Justice Court, which is why, by the way, the U.S. doesn't sign those BS treaties because we don't saddle our soldiers, Marines, and or uh, other service members uh, w- with the sort of Damocles over their head because. The rest of the world would love to try an American GI or Marine for every little war crime for uh, making their donkey of a heart attack or whatever. They would love that. That's why we're never going to lay that out there. But anyway. um, 16 votes to one. The Republic of South Africa uh, is run by one party, the African National Congress, the ANC, because Nelson Mandela is just uh, the, the grace and the God. And they'll think, well, folks, the ANC was a terrorist organization. It was when the PLO endorsed them and when the KGB funded them. Um, they morphed into sort of a passive resistance. Uh, part of them did, but another, another part didn't. And so because they supported the PLO and Arafat, they brought this bogus genocide claim against Israel. And the International Court of Justice came out with their renderings uh, today. And basically it was... Um, uh, don't do genocide and stuff, but this is not genocide. N- number one, this isn't genocide. Number two, uh, don't do bad junk and stuff. The state of Israel shall take all measures within its power to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide in relation to members of the Palestinian group in the Gaza Strip. And that's the American judge O'Donohue saying, hey, hey, you. Don't do genocide and stuff, and don't wear red and purple, because that totally clashes. Genocide in relation to members of the Palestinian... That's about group. as relevant as, as that. But uh, so, so anyway, Israel, deep, deep sigh of irony that the state of Israel is not being uh, held to account for, quote, genocide. But uh, the word is being used by people that can't even tell you what river or what sea uh, should be free. Um, and so a woman with a camera went to Sundance because they're at Sundance now. They're shutting down your I-5, your commute, on a Saturday. Uh, and they're shutting down uh, a, a Shishi film festival. So let's, uh, let's chime in. ...made its way to Sundance Film Festival, where people are calling for a ceasefire now, which is exactly what we had on October 6th. So as it turned out, hate, anti-Semitism made its way to Sundance Film Festival. Where people are calling for a ceasefire now, which is... So keep in mind, this takes all of 10 seconds to know that the river is the, the west bank of the River Jordan, which Israel uh, conquered in 1967. 
and the sea is the Mediterranean Sea. You'll want to orient yourself to a map. Exactly what we had on October 6th before Hamas slaughtered all these Jews. From the river to the sea, Palestine needs to be free from the occupation, what which is, is illegal. What's the river? Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot the river's the name, sea? but the sea is the Red Sea. Wrong. So where is the river and the sea that everybody's chanting about? Uh, it's, I think it's the Black Sea and the river on the other side of Gaza. Okay, so it's a- way, way off, laughably off, like nuclear off. I mean, a nuclear weapon that goes off in the Black Sea wouldn't even be seen in the Red Sea. The Black Sea and the river on the other side of Gaza. The Palestinian genocide, it's just awful. What about the hostages? Do you know about the hostages? Unfortunately, I'm not that educated about that part. The occupation is illegal. Even chocolate is not allowed. Wedding dresses are not allowed. Both chocolate and wedding dresses are allowed in Gaza, by the way. But you're cute. Go on. It's been this way for over 15 years. It's a genocide. It's not about Hamas. It's not. How is it not about Hamas? It's not about Hamas isn't even there. Isn't where? Hamas isn't where? Even Gaza. Hamas is not in Gaza. The Jews are in Gaza. Anyway, she goes on. It's astounding. I That's the thing. I couldn't stand there, except that there's a microphone. But it, it, that last one was that typical, very Seattle old hippie lady, the gray-haired hippies that are like in Olympia every Friday for right. their, you know, for the peace demonstration. They do as much for peace as uh, my, my new over-the-knee alpaca socks, which, by the way, do a lot of peace for my legs. I like them. Um, and, 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 and by the way, if, if you remember the 80s and the uh, protests about the uh, uh, Bangor Naval Subbase, the Trident Naval Subbase, um, that was supported and funded by the Soviet Union. Uh, the Grannies for Peace, all that crap, total, total astroturf, KGB astroturf. They don't know it. They'll deny it. They don't know where the money comes from, but that's who organized them because anything to disrupt American society, um, they they – they were behind it. The Iranians are the ones behind uh, this Gaza crap and the, the, in, in, into, you know, calling it genocide and the whole thing. Speaking of that, by the way, <clears throat> um, on the day earlier uh, this month, on the day of the fourth anniversary, there, there was the terrorist attack by ISIS in Iran on the commemoration of the assassination of Qasem Soleimani. Uh, the Wall Street Journal breaking a story today that may be disinformation, that the United States warned Iran that that was going to happen, and Iran evidently ignored it. Um, so either that's the truth, or uh, or you'll want, you want to hear uh, Plan B. It's disinformation that's been planted into the Wall Street Journal, which, which uh, has happened in the past, um, but it, because it needs to be picked up in Iran. That our government knew about it and let it happen. What do they want? Well, they want more martyrs, so they can they can justify it that way. But it, the story has been picked up um, uh, in in Iran uh, because of Telegram. They can't uh, they can't block Telegram. Uh, for for instance, uh, the story: uh, U.S. secretly alerted Iran ahead of Islamic State terrorist attack. Uh, Washington passed actionable intelligence to Tehran about the plot that killed 84 and wounded uh, many more. Well, what could they have done? Well, they could have canceled the event, for one thing. Um, but they were suicide bombers. And so they could have stepped up obvious security. Or they could have canceled the event completely. A couple things. But anyway, so 
that's the story the Wall Street Journal is running with. Uh, I, I rather suspect there may be a story behind the story. Uh, when we come back um, here on the very actual Friday, 26th of January, why do dogs wag their tails? Uh, your, your theories are all wrong. And you know what? Uh, so is mine. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, and then also, uh, what about the, uh, the sponsor of uh, House Bill 1227? The uh, assembly, per the representative for the Snohomish uh, Everett area, uh, Ms. Ortiz Self. What does she think the bill did? And we will not be hearing from her uh, live here at 7:30 because uh, she wanted to do Zoom, and we, I don't do Zoom. <laughs> We're taking a live look at our state capitol building in Olympia tonight. Last year, Washington lawmakers passed House Bill 1227, a law created to keep families... And now there's a dead three-week-old. Um, so anyway, what did she think the effect was going to be? What does she think uh, is the reason for the uh, the dead three-week-old? Three did I say three months? Three-week-old. Like, that'd be less tragic. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll get to all of that. Um <clears throat> Uh, Taylor Hirsch was watching a YouTube video of wolves a few years ago when the animal researcher noticed something curious. The wolves hardly wagged their tails. So when, whenever someone says, oh, it's a wolf hybrid, you know, like the woman that founded Theranos. Oh, his name is Belto. Well, okay, wolves don't have eyebrows and they don't wag their tails. But uh, anyway, uh, neither do I. I am some 70 KTTH.